It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 10 of season 2, and a special hump day happy hour edition of the podcast, which means two back-to-back broadcasts of one of your favorite classic comedy radio shows from the golden age of radio. Duffy's Tavern was a sitcom that ran from 1941 to 1951 on CBS, NBC Blue Network, and NBC Radio, and starred Ed Gardner as Archie, the manager of a tavern owned by the never-seen-and-never-heard owner, Duffy. Every episode started with the phone ringing and Archie answering with a famous tagline, Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet to eat. Archie, the manager, speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. The series featured high-profile guest stars on each show, and regular characters were voiced by Charlie Cantor, Sid Raymond, Eddie Green, Shirley Booth, and others. The show made it to TV briefly in 1954, and a film adaptation was made in 1945. The show was so popular that an explosion of real-life taverns sprouted up all over America with the same name, some of which are still open today. So sit back and relax for the January 22nd and November 5th, 1947 broadcasts of Duffy's Tavern. It's Wednesday night, so we take you now to Duffy's Tavern with our guests tonight, Mr. John J. Anthony and Mrs. Nussbaum of Allen's Alley and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Bristol Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste and Truchet, the beforehand lotion. Two products it will pay you to remember Ipana for the smile of beauty, Truchet for softer, lovelier hands. Ipana, Truchet. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet to eat. Archie the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Hey, Duffy, did you hear me on the Fred Allen show Sunday? You did, huh? What'd you think of me performing? The high heaven, huh? <laughs> Look, Duffy, with you, nothing is entertainment unless you can blow the suds off of it. <laughs> By the way, I invited Mrs. Nussbaum to come down. Mrs. Nussbaum, the dame that says, no. What does it mean? Uh, it's uh, Esperanto for Vas Mosto. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else is coming? John J. Anthony from the radio. You know, Mr. Anthony, the expert on maritime relations. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that tells husbands and wives how their marriage can be a success. Bluebeard had the best method, huh? <laughs> Duffy, you're a little too skeptical. I'll call you back. Hey, Eddie. Uh, where is Miss Archie? Uh, did you hear me on the Fred Allen show Sunday? Yes, I did. Yeah, did you think I was funny? Yeah, funny. <laughs> uh, you know, when you told your first joke, I just rolled on the floor. Yeah, the first joke. Uh, well, uh, what about the rest of them? I didn't hear them. By the time I stopped rolling, I found myself sitting in the movie. <laughs> Well, you missed something, Eddie. I was really sensational. You was, huh? Yeah. See, I, I forgot to tell you. Just as you come on the air, a girl from that Hooper rating called up and said they was making a special survey. Is that so? A special oh. survey just for me, huh? Yeah. They wanted to know what program I was switching to. <laughs> Cut it out, Eddie. But what a racket that radio is, huh? Why can't I get a job like that Fred Allen instead of working in a crummy dump like this? Why, why don't you give your problem to Mr. Anthony when he gets you? Him? With them nasal nostrils of his, he'd like to be Fred Allen himself. <laughs> what do I need him for? Believe me, I have given just as much good advice as he has, Eddie. Enumerate? Well, uh, like to me friends Harry and Ethel, or as Mr. Anthony calls them, H and E, you know? Uh, from the day they got married, they argued and fought like cats and dogs, but... Thanks to the advice that I gave them, today they're both very happy. Mm. What happened? They're divorced. 
And uh, then there's the case of uh, George and Sylvia. Uh, G and C. Uh, <laughs> two people, very much in love. But there was just one thing, you see. Harry says that they couldn't get married unless Ethel stopped running around with this other guy. Who fixed it up for them? Me. How'd you do that? I stopped running around with Ethel. <laughs> However, Eddie, I uh, find that in most of these cases, it's the woman that's at fault. Just a minute, Archie. You can't talk that way about us women. Us women? What do they do, make you an honorary member of the sex? <laughs> Women are at fault. Look at poor Vera Fogarty. What happened to her shouldn't happen to a dog. But it did. <laughs> but how did it happen this time? Well, the fellow is about to get married to a see. So the preacher says, if anyone knows why these two should not be married, let him now speak. So what happened? So the fellow's wife has to, has to go and open up a big mouth. <laughs> well, some wives is just narrow-minded that way. <clears throat> But look, Miss Duffy, save Vera's troubles until Mr. Anthony gets here, will you? Oh, she's been on Mr. Anthony's program, but she could hardly talk. Why? Oh, she kept crying and crying. All broken up, huh? No, she was just so happy to be on the radio. <laughs> well, anyway, she told Mr. Anthony her problem, and he said, I would like to see you after the program is over, my dear. Well, she's thrilled. <laughs> What happened then? Nothing. All he did was give her a lot of good advice. <laughs> mm. Well, look, Miss Duffy, why don't you stop running around with that dumb Vera? You know, a person is judged by the company he keeps. Hello, uh, Hiya, Judge. <clears throat> Hiya, Finnegan. Say, uh, I'd, I'd like to talk to Mr. Anthony. Wouldn't Ripley be better? <clears throat> Uh, about what? Uh, about my mother and father. Last night, me old man comes home at five this morning. Yeah? And me mother is waiting up for him with a baseball bat. Oh, any hits? Yeah, yeah, she drove in four stitches. <laughs> and after watching them belting each other around, I think I should never get married. Especially to a dame. No marriage ain't so bad, Finnegan. It happens in the best of families. Oh, yeah? Oh, me father married me mother, and what did they get out of him? I think you're just being self-conscious. You should try marriage sometime. Uh, I couldn't even remember which finger the ring goes on. Well, it's simple. It's one on the third finger from the left. Which, incidentally, in your case, is also the fourth finger from the right. <laughs> Look, wouldn't you like to have a wife, Finnegan? Uh, well, maybe if I could marry Betty Grable. Yeah, but what about Harry James? I'm afraid not, Arch. He ain't my type. <laughs> Look, marriage is nothing to joke about, Finnegan. You're making fun of a... Very sad subject. <clears throat> Don't forget, marriage goes back a long way, back to the dark ages, which should be a hop, skip, and a jump for you. Uh, them was the days when if a caveman wanted a wife, he just went out and hit some dame over the head with his club. This was the first form of woman suffrage. Yeah, well, I'll accept that. Good. <laughs> you know... The marriage was better in them days, Art. You didn't have to buy a dame a lot of clothes. Oh, them guys had their problems too, Finnegan. Oh. Even them cave maidens used to say, Darling, I simply haven't a thing to wear. You'll have to go out and buy me a new leaf. <laughs> so the husband would have to say, Another new leaf? Woman, do you think them leaves grow on trees? <laughs> yes, Finnegan, it was ever twice. Art, you made me see marriage in a new light. I think I'll toss your coin. There it is. Heads. Well, looks like I stick to bubble gum. What was tails? Touchy rolls. Finnegan, maybe on second thought you shouldn't get married. Why not? 
It'd be tempting heredity. Friends, listen. Here is something you should know. Here are some facts that may help you. Dentists prefer Itana toothpaste to two to one over any other dentifrice for their own personal use. Yes, friends, those are the facts found in a recent national survey. So why don't you two discover just what makes Ipana toothpaste so good for your teeth? See how Ipana can help your teeth, help your smile to a brightness and loveliness you never thought possible. You see, Ipana is designed not only to clean your teeth, but with gentle massage to aid in the health of your gums. And firm, healthy gums are so important to sound brighter teeth, to that more sparkling smile. Ask your dentist. For that national survey showed that seven out of ten dentists recommend gum massage. So try Ipana and see the difference Ipana can make to your teeth. Ipana for your smile of beauty. Hey, Eddie. Uh, what other massage? Uh, Mr. Anthony didn't get here yet, huh? No, sir. I wonder what's keeping him. I don't know. But maybe he's having a fight with his wife. Don't be silly, Eddie. A guy like Mr. Anthony don't fight with his wife. Want to bet? Well, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> well, sir, I'm uh, sure glad you could drop down. Thank you, Archie. Well, so this is Duffy's tavern. Yep. What do you think of the joint? Mm, well, how shall I say it? Uh, well, how would you say it if you was on the air? On the air, they wouldn't let me say it. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. From listening to you, I thought you was one of them stuffed shirt professor types. Really? Yeah, but you look like any of the other characters that come in here. Well, Archie, I thought you were going to be a tall, skinny jerk with big ears. Really? Yes. Well, now that we've crossed the ice... Uh, tell me, have you solved any good problems lately? No, not lately, Charlie. Uh, how come? Well, Call me Arch, why don't you? Let's be friendly. <laughs> well, people don't seem to have too many problems these days. They're busy working, making money, having a good time, and... Well, cheer up. Maybe things will get tougher. Uh, you know what the bluebird said about Maeterlinck? Okay, <laughs> Archie. Huh? Oh, what is it, Miss Duffy? How about introducing me to Mr. Anthony? Well, okay, but it's a miserable way to treat a guest. Uh, John, this is Miss Duffy. She lives alone and looks at... Uh, <laughs> Miss Duffy, this is Mr. Anthony. How do you do? Likewise, I'm sure. Uh, say, I got a problem. And I suppose your problem is men? Is there any other kind? Look, will you please state your problem and blow? Well, look, Mr. Anthony. I've been going with a fellow named Breckenbridge Hartenfelder. Well, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I, I say I've been going steady with him for two years. Yes? After two years, he went out the other day and married another girl. Well, what's the problem? Do you think he was just trying to make me jealous? <laughs> Miss Duffy, my advice to you is to forget about this man. But he's so good-looking. Doesn't matter. But he's very rich. That's unimportant. I said he's very rich. And I said that's unimportant. Hmm. Some advice. <laughs> Uh, what is it, Eddie? That lady over there, she says she'd like to talk to you. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Anthony. I wonder who it could be. No. Well, Mrs. Nussbaum. She was expecting maybe the King Cohen Peel. <laughs> Say, is this a tough place? What do you mean? As I'm walking past the free lunch counter, it's making a fist to pig knuckles. Yeah, I guess the rigor mortis must have set in again. Uh, what can I do for you, Mrs. Nussbaum? I'm looking for my husband, Pierre. He is leaving my bed and board. Oh, he walked out on you, huh? Like he was Ambassador Mazeltoff. <laughs> Well, that's strange. I, uh, I thought you and Pierre was very happy. In the first 
connubial days, yes. <laughs> then Pierre is making himself a Don Juan, a regular Casablanca. <laughs> oh, Archie, from my slipper he is drinking seltzer water. <laughs> Every day he is sending me one dozen Mrs. Miniver roses. And you? I am working on Pierre the Wilds. <laughs> Handkerchiefs I am dropping Eyelashes I am fluttering And from the atomizer I am squirting on myself Prince Machabago Well tell me, when did you first notice the change in Pierre? It was like this One night we are going to the movies it is crowded, so Pierre and me, we are taking separate seats. Pierre is in one row, I am in the next. All through the picture, Pierre is turning around to the seats in back for necking and kissing. Well, that sounds sweet. What's wrong with that? I am sitting in front from Pierre. <laughs> oh, well, I don't blame you then. So you're, you're through with Pierre and men, huh? Pierre, yes. Man, I am giving another chance. <laughs> but this time should be romance. A knight in shining armor. Pierre wasn't the type, huh? But Pierre is shining only the pants. <laughs> now I am looking for my dream man. A Sir Lancelot. <laughs> A prince charming who will carry me away to his castle. To yours. It's him, my Prince Charming. Huh? Archie, the introduction, please. It should be proper. Oh, by all means, Clifton Finnegan, shake hands with Pansy Nussbaum. Charmed, uh, I'm sure. Such manners, such a doll. A gentleman from the world. Uh, tell me, uh, haven't we met someplace before? <laughs> No. Palm Beach? No. Grossinger? <laughs> no. Uh, try Atlantic City. Atlantic City? No. <laughs> Look, Finnegan, let me tell you something about this uh, lady. Finnegan, she wants to marry you. Well, okay. What? <laughs> you mean... Exactly. The dame is out to groom you. <clears throat> Mr. Finnegan. Please, sir. Words I am not bothering to miss. Uh, now, please. Come to me, darling. Now, take it easy. Hey, Arch, help me. Don't just stand there. Say something. Well, what do you want me to say? Uh, Sounds logical. <clears throat> now, look, Mrs. Nussbaum, you can't marry Finnegan. He, uh, he has already been spoken for. Aha. And who is my rival? The Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> Archie, by me, this is no competition. I am still making Finnegan Pierre Nussbaum the second. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Archie. You've got to get me out of this. Okay, Finnegan, I'll take up the problem with Mr. Anthony. Oh, oh Mr. Seymour. Mr. Seymour. Yes? Oh, yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Well, I have a problem. Oh, then you want Mr. Anthony. No, I want you. You're the expert on hand care, aren't you? Well, uh... Well, I heard you mention something about truchet at the beginning of this program, and I need something to stop my hands from becoming so rough and dry. Then I'm your man, and truchet is the hand lotion to use. Look, I'll bet one reason your hands won't stay soft and lovely is because you have to do dishes and light laundry and all those little soap and water jobs, right? Right. Okay, so what you need is a hand lotion that will guard your hands. Guard them even while they're in hot, soapy water. You mean Truchet will guard my hands even while they're in dishwater? It sure will. You see, Truchet is the beforehand lotion. You put it on before you get to work, before you do your dishes. So Truchet can guard your hands from the rough drying effects of hot, soapy water. Well, that makes a lot of sense. But how about after I get finished with my work, or when my hands get chapped from cold weather? 
Can I use Truchet then? Of course you can. You can use creamy, fragrant Truchet as you use any hand lotion. But with Truchet, you get a plus. Something none of those ordinary hand lotions give you. Beforehand protection when you need it most. So, friends, why don't you all try this new way of helping to keep your hands soft and lovely? Why don't you begin today to use Truchet? T-R-U-S-H-A-Y. Now, look, Mr. Antony, Finnegan is trying to get away from Mrs. Nussbaum, so please advise it to go back to her husband, will you? Okay, Archie, you can count on me. Good, but uh, first we'll have to have a couple of test cases to warm you up. Uh, All right, what's the first case? Uh, the case of the lovesick waiter. Take it, Eddie. Now, will you state your problem, young man? Well, I'm, I'm in love with a gal named Sonia Jones. Yes? But a gal named Sonia Jones ain't in love with me. Well, I wouldn't worry about that, young man. The main thing in life is love. What a mind. What a mind. How does a guy think of them answers? Why, you're terrific, Mr. Anthony. Thank you, Archie. Eddie, have you talked with this young lady recently? No. Why don't you call her on the phone and talk to her, and then let me be the judge as to whether or not she loves you? Okay. Hello? Is this my little honey boy? Oh, excuse me, bud. <laughs> Nah, I want to talk to Sonia. Yeah. Uh, hello, Sonia. Yeah, this is Dreamboat. No, not Charlie. No, not Frankie. No, not Sam. No, not Joe. It's Eddie. No. No. Eddie Green. Huh? No, little Eddie Green. <laughs> ah, how you feel, Sonia? You got a cold, huh? What you taking for? Hot lemonade? Yeah, I can hear the ice tinkling in the glass. <laughs> Say, Sonia, who, who was that answer the phone before? Your mother? <laughs> yeah, she got, got, got a kind of a deep voice for your mother, ain't she? Oh, she got a cold, too. You want to take care of yourself, honey. I'll be seeing you. Oh, Sonia, uh, don't drink too many of them hot lemonades. You know how them bonded lemons affect you. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Well, you do have a problem, young man. When I've seen cases like this before, they always seem to work out somehow. I'm sure one of these days you'll find yourself married to the Sonia. Well, I would like to marry Sonia, but I sure hate to have that guy for a mother-in-law. <laughs> and that takes care of the case of the lovesick waiter. What is the next case, Archie? Uh, the next case is Miss Duffy. Uh, a problem within a problem. <clears throat> What's your trouble this time, Miss Duffy? Well, it's like this. Every time I meet a man with brains, he doesn't have enough money to get married. And when I meet one with money, he's got too much brains to get married. What should I do, Mr. Anthony? Now, my child, the answer to your problem is simple. Have courage. Have patience. The right one is going to come along. Surely somewhere in this world there must be a man with no money and no brains. <laughs> now, the next case... The case of Mrs. Pierre N. Mrs. N., your problem, please. Well, Mr. A., for seven years... <laughs> for seven years, like through a looking glass, I'm waiting for my husband, Pierre. Every spring, I'm hoping he's coming back to me like a swallow from Capistrami. <laughs> Precisely, why did your husband leave you? Who knows? Why did Anthony leave Cleopatra? Madam, please, here I ask the question. <laughs> okay, so ask me a question. What's your problem? <laughs> madam, madam, I, I'm merely trying to help you. 
You're a good man, Mr. Anthony. <laughs> There's my problem. Today I am finding my dream prince, Clifton Finnegan. A fine. Well, Mrs. Ann. <laughs> well, Mrs. Ann, love sometimes strikes in the most unusual places. I think I'd like to speak to this Mr. Finnegan. I have the hideous corpus right here, Mr. Anthony. Where? There he is, right here. Oh, you better handle this one, Archie. Well, okay. Uh, Mr. Finnegan, are you ready? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, now, what's your name? Clifton Finnegan. Where do you live? Third Ed. When was you born? 1907. Do you drink? Never touch this stuff. Who's your favorite movie star? Bunch Bunch. When was you born? Clifton Finnegan. How old are you? Third Avenue. <laughs> What's your mother's name? 1907. Do you drink? Bob's Bunny. Are you married? Never touch this stuff. <laughs> Mr. Anthony, I think you better take over. I, uh... I don't think he understands the questions. He's uh, slightly confused. Mm. Mr. Finnegan, are you confused? Uh, of course not. Do you understand the questions? Naturally. All right, then tell me, what is your name? Bugs Bunch. <laughs> well, Mr. Anthony, I believe that gives you a clear-cut picture of the case. <clears throat> have you reached a decision? I have. Uh, Mrs. N. Yes, Mr. A. My advice to you is to go back to your husband. Back to my husband. This is the best solution available. <laughs> my... <laughs> my dear friend, under the circumstances, it's the only thing for you to do. Find Pierre, and I know that you will again find true happiness. Pearls of wisdom. <laughs> I am seeing the light. Oh, Pierre will be so happy. Excuse me a second. Hello? Who? Yes, she's here. Mrs. Nussbaum, it's Pierre. My Pierre? Why, I'm too overcome to talk. You tell him the good news, Archie. Okay. Hello, Pierre. Your wife, Pansy, is here and wants you back. Yep. And you can thank Mr. Anthony for bringing you two together again. Huh? Mr. Anthony should drop dead. <laughs> suffering from a cold, listen. For here's a way to get real relief, fast relief from your cold discomforts. Just get Minute Rub, a really modern chest rub. And then rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. In a minute, Minute Rub soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed up feeling in your nose and throat. In a minute, Minute Rub starts to bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen, here at last is a chest rub that's greaseless and stainless disappears like vanishing cream and can't stain clothes or bed linens. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get relief from that annoying cold misery the modern way, the greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. Seven, where do you leave me, Deed? Oh, hello, Duffy. Yeah. Uh, well, that's right, Duffy. Next week, Edward G. Robinson. Hmm. As uh, Mrs. Nussbaum says, little scissor. You know? <laughs> okay, Duffy. We'll see you next week and so long. Good night, everybody.
It's time now to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening. But let's meet here again at this same time next Wednesday when our guest will be Edward G. Robinson. Until next Wednesday, then, this is Dan Seymour reminding you that for a more sparkling smile, remember I pan a toothpaste. And for softer, lovelier hands, remember Truchet, the beforehand lotion. Bristol Myers bring you the Alan Young Show on Friday night and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's Wednesday night, so we take you now to Duffy's Tavern with our guests tonight, George Jessel and Rudy Valley, and starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. <laughs> Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Bristol Myers, makers of Ipana toothpaste and Touche, the beforehand lotion. Two products that will pay you to remember. Ipana for the smile of beauty, Touche for softer, lovelier hands. Ipana, Touche. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you leave me, Deed? Archie, the manager speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Yep, tonight's the big testimonial dinner. And guess who's coming down? Georgie Jessel. Yep, the famous spokesmaster and racketeur. <laughs> well, there'll be other people besides Jessel. There'll be uh, Crackpot O'Toole, the forger, uh, Nitro McNulty, uh, Machine Gun Vince Smythe, uh, Second Story Jackson, uh, Rudy Valley. <laughs> Rudy Valley, Duffy. Remember? Vaguely, huh? <laughs> oh, sure. He was a... Big radio star in the old silent days. <laughs> hey, before they talked on the radio. Uh, Duffy. Oh, sure. You remember. Remember the time you bought that crystal set and you thought there was something wrong with it? <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Jessel was coming down to MC, the biggest testimonial dinner that Third Avenue has ever had. Who's it for? Me. Yeah, it's a surprise. Where's the surprise? I'm surprised I never thought of it before. I'll call you back. Hey, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, uh, did you chill the champagne yet? Chill it? I ain't even finished making it yet. You should have started making it yesterday, like I told you. Champagne should always be aged before it is served. <laughs> Did you put out the finger bowls? Yeah. With lemon? Yeah. And individual straws? <laughs> well, I knew I forgot something. Well, be more careful in the future. Say, Archie. Uh, just a minute, Miss Duffy. Uh, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie, see that the guests intermingle with each other. You know, uh, start them circulating. Certainly. Most of them are reviving already. Now, what did you want, Miss Duffy? I was just reading the guest list. I see Rudy Valley's coming. That's right. The pride of Yale University. Good old Eli. Yeah? Archie, do you think I'm too young for Rudy? Miss Duffy, I don't think you're too young for old Eli. <laughs> Furthermore, I don't want you to... Wait a minute. Eddie. Yes? Eddie, I am desisted by the way you've set this table. Look. Look at them napkins. What's the matter with them? How many times do I have to tell you that napkins should always be folded with the clean side out? <laughs> How many times can we fold them with the clean side out? <laughs> I don't use 
you so particular about this dinner, anyhow? Why? Because my whole future depends on this dinner, Eddie. You remember that beautiful French girl that I fell madly in love with last week? Uh, what was her name again? Uh, uh, Renee? Yeah. Well, I just can't come out and tell her myself that I got uh, looks and charm and brains, so I thought at this dinner I'd get guys like Valley and Jessel to praise me. What are you going to do? I thought I'd just sit there and blush. <laughs> you worried about the competition with Mr. Jessel and Mr. Valley? Huh? Worried? A couple of schmoes like them? <laughs> It'll be like Rennie and me being left alone in a desert island. Go ahead. Uh, well, I leave it to you. If Rennie and me was left alone in a desert island and she had to make a choice, what do you think that choice would be? Is it when? How come you got Mr. Devil and Mr. Valley both coming down here tonight? Well, I thought I'd have two MCs for this testimonial dinner. You know, the old Adagio, already. Uh, Two heads is better than one. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> oh, Finnegan, are you enjoying it? Hey, what's that adhesive tape doing on the top of your head? Yeah, Oh, oh, I got a boil. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Maybe now your head will come to a head. <laughs> uh, I don't see the point. <laughs> Just roll your eyes upward. <laughs> hey, you're right, you're right. Hey, boy, this is some party. Uh, I'm appetizing this well. Well, thank you. There's only one thing. What are them little things on the end of the toothpick? Olives. Well, they sure get in your way when you want to pick your teeth. <laughs> Do you suffer from dry scalp? A little. Then go soak your head. Stop bothering me, will you, please? Well, well. Hello, Archie. Well, Georgie Jessel, glad to see you. Well, George, uh, how does this tavern look to you after all of these years? What are you doing, fishing for insults? <laughs> Very clever crack, considering it comes from a movie producer. <laughs> uh, by the way, how's things in Hollywood? They're pretty good. You like it, I think. Oh, gosh, I like it a lot. I, I, I think it agrees with me. Naturally. In Hollywood, everything agrees with the producer. <laughs> uh, tell me, how's it going with Zanuck? Oh, just fine. He's a wonderful man, Mr. Zanuck. Whatever success I've attained in Hollywood, I owe to him. Yeah, huh? I can thank him for everything that I have. Yeah, huh? Hey, that's a nice pair of cufflinks you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zanuck gave them to me. Mm-hmm. And them pearl studs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zanuck gave me those, too. Mm-hmm. I think we ought to drink a toast to Mr. Zanuck, George. I can't drink, Archie. I'll toast. <laughs> Zanuck, huh? <laughs> well, we have the same problem around here, except we call it Duffy. <laughs> Well, tell me, Arch, what's cooking here tonight? And whatever it is, don't eat it. <laughs> Georgie, I'm giving a big testimonial dinner tonight, and that's why I asked you down. I figured after we eat, we could use a few antidotes. <laughs> On this, I would bet. <laughs> tell me, uh, what particular subject would you like to have me talk about? Uh, what? Uh, me. This should happen to Eddie Kent. <laughs> Am I the only speaker here tonight, Archie? Uh, no, I also invited Rudy Valley. Rudy Valley, Rudy Valley. Hmm, you remember the guy with the megaphone? Oh, yes, the prehistoric Perry Como. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. No, I was only kidding, Archie. I've known Rudy ever since he was just a kid. Just getting started in show business. I was back in the days of the Roaring Forties. The Roaring what? The Roaring Twenties. Oh. One <laughs> <What> change? <laughs> uh, was uh, Rudy singing in them days? What do you think they were roaring about? <laughs> Archie, I remember... Wait a minute. Well, 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 look who's here. Clifton Finnegan. Glad to see you again, Finnegan. There seems to be some mistake. <laughs> 
better apologize. This dame thinks she's a Goldwyn girl. <laughs> she looks more like Goldwyn. I think I've been insulted. At your age, it's flattery. <laughs> However, I shall come to your defense. Uh, Colonel Jeffers. Uh, yes, sir? Sir, we all here in the tavern admit that Miss Duffy is powerful hideous. But uh, we don't like strangers to point it out. Thank you, Archie. Your servant, ma'am. How was we talking about, George? We were talking about Rudy Valley. Oh, yeah. Well, let's change the subject. You made any new pictures lately? Yes, I've just finished making a picture that I'm very proud of and one that I'm sure will be a tremendous hit. Yeah, huh? Uh, what's the name of it, George? It's called Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley, huh? <laughs> They've already stolen the plot. Uh, oh, Finnegan, this is uh, Georgie Jessel, the famous Toastmaster. AC or DC? <laughs> Jessel is a well-known after-dinner speaker, a guy with a very quick wit and a nimble mind. Oh. You know, no matter what you say to me, I've lived a funny answer. Oh, is that so? Uh, Mr. Jessel? Yes? Uh, uh, what do you think of the weather? Well, it's very nice. Uh, do you think it'll rain tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Might. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> Nothing much. You're right, Art. This guy's terrific. <laughs> And he ain't even had dinner yet. Now, these are children. Look, where's Rudy? Finally, we got to get this dinner started. You know, friends, you know as well as I do that your dentist is the person qualified to tell you what's best for your teeth. And when your dentist recommends something for the care of your teeth, you can be certain it's the best advice you can get. For that reason, we know you'll be very interested in this. Ipana toothpaste is recommended by dentists two to one over any other toothpaste, according to a recent nationwide survey. So try Ipana yourself and see why it's so widely recommended. See how Ipana can help your teeth to a brightness, your smile to a loveliness you never thought possible. For Ipana really cleans your teeth. And followed by gentle gum massage, promotes the health of your gums. And listen how easy it is. Brush your teeth regularly with Ipana. Then gently massage the gums at the line where they meet the teeth. You see, this gum line is important. Because we all need firm, healthy gums as well as clean, bright teeth to keep our smiles lovely. So do as so many dentists recommend. Use Ipana toothpaste for your Ipana smile of beauty. Be impressed tonight. Mm-hmm. First, Jessel flatters me. Then, Valley flatters me. That'll make a go for you, huh? Eddie, I've never seen a dame yet that didn't fall for flattery. <laughs> well, these are nice things they're going to say about you. Yeah? Who's writing the material? You? Don't be silly. Rudy always says nice things about me. Uh, sort of a nasal appraisal, huh? <laughs> You must be alliterative. Uh, oh, bonjour, Archie. Well, the name, bonjour. Uh, Como some samovar. Hmm, <laughs> terrific dress you're wearing. That's what they call an off the shoulder, ain't it? Yes. Beautiful material. <laughs> Let me feel it. Silk, ain't it? Archie, that is not the material. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, look, Rene, uh... Archie. Archie. <laughs> oh, uh... Rene, uh... <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> the gentleman who was just clearing his throat is Mr. Gentle... Uh, Mr. Jessel. <laughs> the gentleman who should be clearing his mind. <laughs> Rene, uh, here would be a great bet for pictures, wouldn't she, George? Uh, take a look at it. Mm-hmm. No, it's been done before. <laughs> you know, young lady, I have an idea that would make a great combination. What? What's the French word for us? Us? 
The word is no. No? <laughs> I've been speaking French for years and I didn't know it. <laughs> Look, uh, Rennie, not that I don't trust this elderly gentleman, but... Uh... <laughs> I think you would find it safer to mingle with some of the other guests. Uh, I'll be with you in a nonce. My time is your time. You time is my time. Well, Rudy, let me take your coat. Hey, how come you ain't wearing a raccoon? Molting season. <laughs> uh, by the way, you know Georgie Jessel. Oh, sure. Hello, George. Uh, seen Dolores lately? Yes, I was out with her last night. By the way, uh, how's Carlotta? Pretty good. Been seeing, uh, Lorraine? Mm. <laughs> what ever happened to Valerie? I was out with her Thursday. How's, uh, Marie? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> how's Phyllis? Fine. I saw Cynthia last night. Is that so? How is Cynthia? Pretty good. Seen anything of Evelyn? If one of these guys mentions Rene, I'm going to punch him right in the mouth. Just a second, Archie. Tell me, who's Rene? Rudy, stop watering at the mouth. <laughs> Rene happens to be the girlfriend that you're supposed to praise me in front of at the testimonial dinner tonight. Praise you? Archie, do you think I would perjure myself for the sake of a measly dinner? A measly dinner? Rudy, if you were to pay for it, this dinner would cost you 75 cents. Hmm. Archie, what do you want me to say about you? <laughs> uh, well, Rudy, uh, we've known each other a long time, and, uh, well, uh, why don't you say the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, something that's close to your heart. Believe me, this means a two-hour talk entitled Life Can Be Beautiful Without Spending Money. <laughs> well, George, after all, the fellow likes to put a little something away for a rainy day. Rainy day, eight million bucks. What are you expecting, a monsoon? <laughs> Wait, stop insulting each other. You two guys could be here all night. Uh, we've got to get this testimonial dinner started. Well, well, look who's here. Miss Duffy. And prettier than ever, may I add? <laughs> there seems to be some mistake. Rudy, uh, I hate to do this before dinner, but meet Clifton Finnegan, an alleged person. <laughs> hmm, a trailer for Nightmare Alley, no doubt. Hey, uh, is that an insult? Uh, no, Mr. Valley is merely speculating on what you do for a living. Oh, oh, I pick up a few nickels and dimes here and there. How? Oh, I put chewing gum on me shoes. <laughs> chewing gum, eh? Yeah. I wonder. You put it on your shoes and, uh... No, sounds too messy. <laughs> I think I'd do better with a pick a note. The pick a what? The pick a note, Archie. It's my... New musical instrument that I'm promoting. Yes, sir. Well, tell me, Rudy, what is it like? Very simple, George. Instead of playing notes, you just take this instruction sheet and follow the numbers. Jess will need an instruction sheet to know how to follow numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Judge. Well, what does this pick a note sound like, Rudy? Go ahead. Uh, uh, don't be modest. Show it. Yeah. Well, what does this pick a note sound like, Rudy? Go ahead. Uh, uh, don't be modest. Show it. Yeah. One, two, three, four, two, three, four, three. What lyrics? <laughs> Better even he should have stuck to the saxophone. Uh, you finished, like, Rudy? Did you like it, Archie? <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, if Beethoven was alive today, he'd turn over in his grave. <laughs> Thank you. Well, how about it, ladies and gentlemen? Who would like to buy the educational, entertaining, fascinating, take a note with the simple numeral note system? Pick up, please. I'll leave you five. Personally, I would prefer the RCA, Victor, console, radio, and phonograph with the golden throat stone system. <laughs> now, look, Rudy. 
Rudy. Leave us forget the picking out. Remember, you're supposed to be down here helping me to make an impression on my girl. Uh, come on, Hutch. Why don't you start eating? The fruit is delicious. The fruit. Finnegan, that's the wax centerpiece you're eating. <laughs> no wonder the bananas taste so much like the peaches. Come on, fellas, the dinner's starting. Now, don't forget, you two guys. Give me a big build-up. Yeah. Oh, Miss Duffy, yeah. it's time to eat. Finnegan, uh, take Miss Duffy's arm. Well, Arch, I ain't that hungry. <laughs> All this guy thinks of is you and the fat. Come on, everybody. we got to get this dinner started. Say, Mr. Stewart. Oh, Oh, yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Well, uh, first, do you mind if I butt into Duffy's Tavern this way with a small question? I wouldn't mind at all. Well, last week I heard you say something about the Truché Touch, and I was curious. Just what is the Truché Touch? Oh, that's easy. The Truché Touch is the softer, more velvety way hands feel after you've used Truché. You see, Truché is the beforehand lotion. A really different idea in hand lotion. But why is Truché so different? Because you can use Truché beforehand. Before you do dishes or light laundry. Before you put your hands in that hot, soapy water. But what's the point of that? Because Truché was made to guard hands. Guard them even while they're in hot, soapy water. And so protect them from the damaging effect of water. I see. But how about after my work? Can I use Truché then, too, if I would use another hand lotion? Sure, you can use Truché anytime for every lotion needs. But what makes Truché really different from other hand lotions is that important Truché extra. Beforehand protection when you need it most. So for those softer, lovelier hands you want, for the Truché touch, why not begin today to use Truché? <laughs> Get a load of what these guys got to say about me, Remy. Well, everybody, leave us start the uh, festivities. Uh, for he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. Come on, folks, join in. For he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, you may begin reading the testimonial. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to begin this testimonial dinner to Mr. Archie by reading a message that was just received from the Department of Sanitation. <laughs> Sanitation Department. After all the trouble we've been having with them, too. Uh, what's the message, Eddie? No message. Just a white flag. They surrendered. <laughs> Eddie, please. The telegram. Oh, yes, sir. In honor of our host, telegrams have been pouring in from all over Third Avenue. <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> to Archie, six pounds, seven ounces full of joy. If you are a girl, we hope you're a boy. I'm Tristan Finnegan. Finnegan, what's the idea? Oh, it's number 12 was the only one I could afford. <laughs> Perhaps we should hear from Mr. Jessel. I'm eating. Oh. Well, then don't let me interrupt you. Please do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the next speaker, Miss Duffy. Ladies and gentlemen, I think the best manager we've ever had in the tavern, of which Archie has been the only one, is I'm very proud to say Archie. <laughs> This is a compliment? You don't get the subtlety. <laughs> uh, Mr. Chairman, the chair recognizes Mr. Finnegan. Well, it should. I've been sitting in it for years. <laughs> this is uh, one of the oldest friends, Rennie. Listen to what he has to say about uh, it. Two parties. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I like fifty rows. So do you. See what I mean, Rennie? It's wonderful to have friends to say things like that to Fatsy. What have they said? Ain't you been listening? <clears throat> These guys love me. 
I would like to propose a toast to be old friend Archie. Oh, plenty to count. Get a load of this, Ronnie. First, I should like to say something about Archie's honesty. Uh... Uh, uh, no, uh, let me put it this way. I would like to talk about his unquestioned integrity. He, uh, 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 no, that's not it either. Uh, folks, there are very few people with real sincerity. And, uh, no, uh, would you like to try a different category? <laughs> Please, stop interrupting the epitaphs. <laughs> and uh, in conclusion, it is with great pleasure that I say, Archie is the one man you can point to and truthfully say, there goes Archie. <laughs> Tributes like this bring tears to me, I <laughs> Well, uh, who's next, folks? Are you going to speak yourself, Archie? Well, I might if I'm called on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, comes the high point of the evening. I bring you a man among men. A man who is known to you all. Thank you. Friends, I... uh... Just a minute. A man of great talent, rare charm, and scintillating wit. Thank you. As I.J. Fox once said... (laughs) Please. So, folks, without further ado, I give you the man of the hour, Rudy Valley. I can't now. I'm too choked up. (laughs) Besides, I'm too modest. (laughs) Hi, ho, everybody. It is with great pleasure that I speak tonight about something which is dear to my heart. As we walk through life, we find that there are many qualities that make for success. Let's analyze those qualities. What are they? Popularity. Yes. (laughs) Universal appeal. Yes. (laughs) The ability to make friends. And so, ladies and gentlemen, tonight I would like to introduce you... Get this, Rennie. I would like to introduce you to the pick-a-notes. <laughs> hold your honor. I thank you. Archie, I thought they were going to talk about you. I uh, guess they're saving me for the after-dinner speeches. <laughs> oh, Eddie, Eddie, please pass the gravy. Yeah, I'm sorry, Officer Clancy, but Mr. Colucci just spilled it all over his vest. Well, then pass Colucci. <laughs> Friends, I would like to introduce our next speaker. This man has always been known as a great wit. But tonight he has a serious message. Well, folks, I give you America's famous master of ceremonies, Mr. George Jessel. Well. (laughs) No, no, everybody, and thank you, Rudy. We are gathered here tonight with but one purpose in mind. I know how Archie, our guest of honor, feels about these things and how he would hate to have me elaborate on the subject at this time. No, no, George, go ahead. Collaborate. <laughs> but it is a subject that is very close to my heart. I know that you will all forgive me for saying that Nightmare Alley is the greatest picture that I've ever known. <laughs> oh, they're kidding me. The big twist will come any minute, Renee. And I have a big surprise. Everybody here tonight is invited to a special showing of Nightmare Alley around the corner at the Fox Theater. Oh, <laughs> Rudy, you can't do this to me. Wait a minute, Rene. Good night, Archie. You mean you're going to leave me to go out with Valley and Jessel? Sorry, Archie. But but you're too young for him, and you're too old for him. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Get out of here, all of you. Leave me alone, you sunny weather friends. (laughs) Desert me in the hour of need. Archie, the sucker. The wise guy that fell for a rag and a bone and a hunk of hair. (laughs) Now look at him. Alone. Sprained. Jilted. Yeah, I ain't jilted, y'all. Oh. Finnegan, you didn't go with the rest of them, huh? Of course not, Arch. You think I'd leave my old pal? Desert the kindest, nicest guy I ever knew? Fine thing. Now somebody comes up with a compliment. <laughs> This is the time of year for colds. You might even say this is the cold sneezing. So if you're suffering from one right now, listen. Get real quick relief from your cold discomfort with Minute Rub, a really modern chest rub. Rub Minute Rub on the throat, chest, and back. 
In a minute, Minute Rub's soothing menthol vapors begin to clear that stuffed-up feeling in the nose and throat. Helps bring a feeling of warmth and relief to those tight, sore, aching muscles. And listen, Minute Rub is greaseless and stainless. So get a tube of Minute Rub and get quick relief from annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. It's time now to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at the same time next Wednesday when our guest will be Dinah Shore. George Jessel appeared through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, producers of Gentlemen's Agreement. Rudy Valley can now be seen in the RKO picture, The Bachelor and the Bobby Coxer. Until next Wednesday, then, this is Jay Stewart reminding you that for the smile of beauty, remember Ipana toothpaste. And for softer, lovelier hands, remember Touche, the beforehand lotion. Each Wednesday, Bristol Myers bring you Duffy Tavern and Mr. District Attorney, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. I hope you enjoyed our Hump Day Happy Hour edition of the podcast, featuring two episodes of Duffy's Tavern. And if you're enjoying the podcast, take a few moments and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, or whichever podcast app you use. I really appreciate it. Tune in on Friday for another classic comedy radio program on the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce, and remember, and I can't stress how important this is... That is so embarrassing after what I did to him. Are your balls okay, or are they still sore?